Hi, this is Carolina. This is Nicole. Join the conversation as we discuss life, love, health, and all the chisme in between.
But now he's a, he's specializing in understanding the function of anxiety and how through movement we can use the energy in our favor. So please welcome Pablo. And uh, hopefully he can give us a very, very good tip. Hi, Carolina. Hey, hi. Hi. Welcome to Different awesome. Accents. <laughs> just to, to get started, I think uh, just continuing on what you were saying, Nicole, about women just having more stress in in life. And I think it's it has to be it has to do a lot with the with the pressure and what's expected with women nowadays, I think. Like you like Carolina was saying, multitasking now you have to be a mom, you have to be a business uh, woman, you have to be a little bit of everything. And yeah. that's sometimes overwhelming. I, I know that feeling. Yes. <laughs> so we're, we're Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, right? Oh my gosh. I wish. Well, you kind of have to, right? In, in, in quote unquote, it's expected. Like, okay, you have to do everything, you have to be able to do everything. And also in, in the women's side, like, you have to. You want to prove it or you feel you have to prove something uh, out there, right? We can do it. Yeah, very yeah, true. That's true. So, Pablo, what yeah. motivated you to become a human performance coach? And what is a human performance coach to begin with? So, basically, the, the, that title is just just a name. Just It is is that. It's title, right? But I started as a, as a fitness coach. And, and I wanted to take people and, and compete. I was a, a professional, well, semi-professional rugby player, and I wanted to help people achieve that. And so I was focusing on training people how to outperform them, themselves, how to reach their potentials. And, and then after a couple of years, probably like four years after I opened my, my gym in Barcelona, I started noticing some patterns People were getting stressed. People were getting anxious. Uh, and then it, it all started coming together with uh, injuries, right? They started getting the same injuries and they were having the same type of stress. So I, I started seeing a pattern. That's when uh, I knew something was off because training and working out was supposed to be good for you. And it's supposed to make you feel better. And that's when I found uh, this this couple of uh, of guys in in Holland. They're, they're called StrongFit, and they started connecting the dots. So they started studying about psychology and and physiotherapy, nutrition, and they started just putting all the dots together, and basically came up with what's the function of anxiety. It all comes down to to the nervous system, and basically it's the body trying to tell us something it's a uh, it's like a let's call it a, a call to action so anxiety and stress it's a call to action and it's something good until it's it, it becomes chronic like a chronic thing then it becomes a, a bad thing it becomes an issue and nowadays with the uh, pharmaceutical industry basically it's easy for us to just shut down the voices in our head and shut down the feelings and the symptoms and just uh, taking a pill instead of acting and moving and using this energy. So it gets stored in the body and then all these 
these other issues just just start happening. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty. pretty yeah, me- medicine, medication, boy, that's just the they hand that out like candy. It's like, like take candy. your poison, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah take I mean, your poison. You wanna stress or you want this other poison that's we can prescribe you, right? But like for example, we think about it and. And anxiety, it's something normal. Stress is something normal. We think of a, a little kid, for example, before Christmas Day, and they're having a, a, an anxiety attack, quote unquote. Like they're they're super excited because they're gonna see their toys, they're gonna open them, they're gonna play with them, and they start getting super excited that they, they sometimes they they cannot breathe. They're having an, a panic attack in a way, right? So anxiety, it's something yeah. good. Right, it's not always negative. It's something good, but it's it's basically preparing the body for something that's about to happen. It's making us uh, be prepared. The problem with with us as an adults is that we try to uh, shut down this this response, this natural response, either by uh, taking medication or with the, the popular social media. So I'm having stress or I have a couple of things I need to do, but I don't want to do them. So the first thing we do is either Netflix or Instagram, right? We try to forget. The thing is, energy is always in, in the body, so it's going to stay there until there's just too much, and then it's going to come out, and when it becomes chronic, then it's when we're going to start having some issues. So we can't ignore it, right? No, we can't. energy would still stay inside us, so we have to let that energy out. But how can we do that? Yeah, how do we manage that? Okay, so first thing is we need to, to see the triggers and see how we're feeling. So we have a couple of things that, that we can start doing. Uh, but the first is moving. We need to act. We need to use that energy. We need to, to burn uh, the fuel that's inside but in order to it sounds simpler or easier than it actually is right because first we need to remind the body that we're not in a in a in a threatening space that we're safe and it's okay we don't need to to get the the guard up we just need to move so we start breathing breathing is going to dictate everything that we do we need to start uh, thinking and, and focusing on the on the breathing aspect, and then just act, just move. It doesn't have to be uh, a workout routine, either CrossFit or something. It can just be something as simple as just doing a couple of squats until we get tired, or just put uh, on the dancing. your favorite song. Exactly, yeah, we could dance and in the house. To the playlist on Spotify that you have. And just start moving. Oh, yes, yes. Different, ask, different accents uh, podcast. Podcast playlist. Yes. Yeah. Palomas. There's some dance music for you. There you go. Just put on some, some <laughs> nice songs and just start dancing and moving. But always reminding yourself that you're you're in a safe space and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Uh, and you just need to move. And it so- is what it is. Moving around and going to the gym every day is not enough. Like we have to tell ourselves, 
the mind has to be aligned with our actions, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, sometimes it's hard because you would think that somebody that goes to the gym every day might not experience stress or anxiety, mm-hmm. but if they don't release the, that energy and then their thoughts, right, they need to clear their mind and remind themselves that they're okay, then, then it's not going to work the way it should work. Uh, correct. Because the, the, the main thing we need to, to keep in mind is the intent, the intention that we, that, that it's behind everything we do, right? We can go to the gym and we can do, we know today's, I don't know, chest day and I have to do five rounds of uh, 10 repetitions of something. But I go and I just do the 10 reps just because my, my program says I need to do 10 repetitions but I'm not focusing on the muscle. I'm not really focusing on the breathing. I'm not focusing on, on connecting my body. I'm just there to mm. do the reps. So at the end of the, the session, yes, I'm going to feel better because the body's moving and it's releasing everything that needs to be released. But then I'm back to, the, to my same life and the same things that are causing stress. So basically, I'm not changing anything. Um, in words of uh, my mentor, which is uh, Julian Pinot, the, the French guy, he says, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. So this is the key. Nice. Right? Oh, you, yeah. can, you can dance it, but you know what you're feeling, you know how you're moving, and you're connecting your, your mind and your body, and this is what's going to help you release the stress. Same thing with, with training and working out. You need to focus on your body, focus on what you're feeling, and then you can really stress. Otherwise, you're just generating more stress. Stress. Huh. Exactly. About that. That I never is thought so about true. it. What's your take on uh, meditation? Because, you know, meditation, you're clearing your mind, but you're not doing physical activity. So what's the difference yes. there? So always meditation is also good because you, you can put your, your thoughts in order. The thing is, the body doesn't understand that when stress is happening, either when you fought, fought with your wife, fought with your husband, you're angry because your kids don't leave you alone, or uh, there's a bear that's chasing you and you need to, to fight or, or escape, right? The body doesn't understand that. It's just chemicals being released and the body's just feeling stress. It's get prepared for this. Right. So meditation is good. The only thing is you're learning how to breathe and how to be calm in a calm situation, in a calm state. So when uh, problems happen in your life, because they are going to happen, because this is the the real world, there's going to be rainy days. When these problems arise, you are not going to know how to act because the way you've been training to put it uh, one way. It's in a calm state. So you never, you were never stressed, right? So this is the good thing about using stress and working out because you're putting your body in a stress state. So when it comes to the real world and you are facing real world problems, the body's going to be like, okay, yeah, I already faced that type of stress. Even if it's doing some deadlift or just jumping and doing burpees, whatever, the body already knows how to act and how to behave under stress. So this is the, the, the main difference. I'm not saying meditation doesn't work. 
I'm mm-hmm. just saying we need to also put the body under stress so it can be prepared for stress. If it so makes as, sense. Yeah. So as, so along with that, would it um, does that include you know making sure we, we're eating healthier, getting better sleep? I mean. Do we manage it by maybe avoiding like alcohol, caffeine? I mean, like, are all these factors? Yeah, this this all comes. I mean, this just goes deeper into the the rabbit hole, right? And and it all food is basically just fuel for the body. It's okay to have a drink. It's okay to have pizza. It's okay to have bur- burgers. But we need to know what's that. What's going to do to the body? Right. So basically all the sugars, it's uh, it's fuel, it's energy. And when we have sugars, let's say alcohol, we're telling the body, be prepared because we're about to act. We're about to move because we need to burn this extra energy. So when we have uh, a couple of drinks and so the body's like, okay, energy, we need to move. And then we don't move. Then the body's like, okay, you're lying to me. My prediction is wrong, so it crashes, and we start creating these problems in the in the body. So yeah, so food uh, has a big, big uh, part in all of this because uh, basically we're sending signals to the body, and then if we don't do what the body's predicting based yeah. on those signals, that's when the, the stress and anxiety is happening, and the gap between what the body's predicting. And what's actually happened, when that gap gets bigger and bigger, then the stress and anxiety and panic attacks are going to get more, are going to come often. I have to tell you guys, my body has major trust issues with me. (laughs) (laughs) I've been sending mixed emotions, uh, mixed signals a lot. (gasps) Yes, we need to fix that. We need to fix that. Some of us, you know, we have our families, you know, we, then we, you know, we have other people that are in the household with us. Um, but what are, you know, how about people that are at home alone and dealing with, with this? I mean, is there anything, I mean, is there a difference on how the anxiety, um, sits with those that maybe with a, you know, a, a bigger household and then, those who are uh, by themselves at home, you know, no family, no kids, if they're not married or, you know. Yes. For for example, I can talk about my experience last year when the, when the lockdown happened in, in Spain. So obviously I had to close down my gym. I couldn't work. I couldn't go to the, to the facility. And I still needed to, to worry about the paying rent, paying my, my staff, paying, Paying everyone, right? So obviously stress is happening and I'm living by myself. So stress is happening. You don't have someone around to talk about and, and you start getting, well, shortness of breath. You start getting a little bit of the panic attack and then you start to remember, okay, I can control this. It's okay. Just accept it because it's normal. I'm under stress and it's real. So the first thing would be, would be that to, to acknowledge, acknowledge the stress, acknowledge that you're having, having, having an episode and it's okay. Like there's nothing wrong. So people that have, uh, uh, partners or they're living with their family or have some just roommates, someone else in their house, they can just talk about this before, obviously, 
and be like, hey, when, when you see me having either a panic attack or you see me getting stressed, uh, just remind me that I'm, I'm in a safe space or remind me that I need to move. Remind me that, that it's okay, right? Because the first thing that, that happens usually when someone's having a panic attack or they're having just an anxiety attack is that someone else is just going to tell you, calm down, just calm down. Like it's not that easy, right? The body doesn't want to calm down. You just want to break stuff. You want to use the energy. Right. right. And something with that word. When somebody tells you to calm down, it has the opposite. Yeah. As my exactly. husband. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, because then you naturally feel like you don't know what I'm feeling. You don't understand what I'm going exactly. through. Um, and for some, they don't want to share that with others. They don't want to expose themselves to what they're going through. I mean, I remember, um, you know, I don't know if that's even a thing now, but I remember before people say, oh, get a journal, write down your feelings, write in a journal. And it's, you know, it's like therapeutic. I mean, does that still, is that still, you know, have credit to that? I mean, another one I heard of was coloring. Oh, the adult coloring. Yeah, those yeah. are, I guess those are just things for what? To, to really, what? The strip mind, you know, like to help you just focus on something else. But. This is the thing, like stress still going to be there. So it's going to help. It's like a patch. So it's going to be a patch and you're okay. You calm down, but then stress is just going to come back and it's going to come back even stronger and, and yeah. worse in a way. Right. right. I guess it's a way of trying, like, right. You're trying to like, you said, a band-aid. So you're not acknowledging it. So you're just, just trying to keep your mind busy, right? Let's not think about it. I'm, you know, that's you not what it is. about it for a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah. And if we think about it, that's that's what society it's uh, heading for. Like we have Netflix, we have Instagram, we have uh, Facebook. Whenever we're feeling stressed, we just take out uh, Instagram. We start looking at memes accounts or just talking to people. We want to distract the mind. But I mean, the body is very very smart. The body is just a perfect machine, and it's gonna be like, hey, I I was sending these signals. Because there's there's a reason. There's something that we need to deal with. So you hiding is just not going to make this disappear, right? So I'm not saying writing down your thoughts and having a journal. It's a bad thing. I'm saying first act, first move, do something, and then you can write down what you were feeling and how you're feeling now and the emotions that are going to come up. But do it after you start moving. Don't hmm. do, use it as a replacement. Use it as management. And then exactly. it also affects yeah. your body, right? Like you physically get injured when you have all that stress inside. Exactly. So there's this uh, uh, psychotherapist, psychoanalyst, it's called Willem Rake. And he was a student of uh, Freud. And he started noticing the same thing, patterns. And he wrote a book, it's called uh, character analysis. So he started noticing different patterns with people and through their, the therapies. And he found that, I mean, the body's just smart. And at the end of the day, we're just energy and we're matter. So you need to release it or it's going to be stored in the body. So he started mapping that different energy, different emotions, different traumas to say one way. They're going to be stored in different parts of the body. So 
if you, let's say, you're feeling very stressed, you're going to feel it in your traps, like in the shoulders. Maybe you're going to feel it in the back of your head and maybe you're going to get headaches, right? So the body is basically sending you signals and telling you in a way or in a very, very subtle way, it's going to tell you what's happening. So the thing is we need to pay attention to the body. We need to pay attention to, to the messages the body is telling us and giving us. And then we need to, to act. And the only way to do this is spend time with ourselves and focusing on, on what's inside. Very, very interesting. So other than the neck and the shoulders, is there any other body part that might also uh, store that energy, negative energy? Or how about your back? Because I read something about if your back hurts, that's because you're stressed out. But, you know, I don't know if it's related. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all related. It can be maybe upper back, middle back, lower back. Um, I mean, the Chinese or the, like, the yogis, they also talked about this, uh, the mantras, I mean, chakras. And, and everything is energy, and every part of the body can relate to, to different emotions, right? There's no, it's nothing new. The only thing is we, we forgot. We forgot about all of those teachings and we forgot about what the body is telling us. And when you hear someone talking about that, the listen to your body and connect and breathe, we, well, not everyone, but at, at least at some point you start thinking like, oh, he's just a, just a hippie or he's a jogi or something. But I mean, it's true. I mean, we need to listen to the body instead of, focusing on the outside we need to focus more on the inside right yeah because i know when i get stressed i know i feel it like you say like you you know that whole like i'm sick to my stomach you just i always feel like there's this tension in my like in the pit of my stomach like i just feel like it's heavy right i feel like it's tight when i get anxious and stressed so we can we can then again we can go deeper into this uh rabbit hole and and there's some studies that suggest that we we don't have one brain that actually have three different brains in the body oh. and they dictate uh, different things to us like for example the the stomach it's been suggested that it's behavior it's the behavior so depending on the food that we're ingesting uh, our behavior is going to change uh, the heart it's the other brain and this is where, for example, the sense of self, it's stored. And then the, the main brain, the, the, the thing we, we know is the brain, which is the head. But basically, this is the, the last one that was developed in the, the human history, right? So this is just like the a decoder of the other two brains, right? That's why I'll be saying that... Whenever you feel nervous, you feel like butterflies in your stomach, stomach or yeah. when you break your stomach or when you break up with your, with your boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, they break your heart because it's your sense of identity, right? So it, mm-hmm. there's a, all of these things are there because, because there's, there's a reason, there's a reason behind it. Wow, so so much learn, so much more to learn from you, Pablo. Maybe at this time, if you want to learn more from Pablo, let us know because we'll have another episode. 
Definitely There's well. so much we need to, like he said, we need to go get into more details and learn more about each area. So if there was something in particular that he mentioned that you want to learn more about, send us a message or leave us a comment and we'll be happy to have another episode with Pablo. Thank you for having me, Carolina and Nicole. It's oh, been a blast. No. Oh my gosh, it's been yeah. great. I mean, you learn. I mean, I've learned so much, and I know there's so many people that will have a take from this and help others. Um, and then when you coming back and sharing, you know, bits and pieces of how we can manage that stress, it's going to be so helpful for a lot of people. So, yeah. To recap, you said, Pablo, if we're feeling stressed or anxious, we have to first acknowledge it. And then take action and move, right? Exactly. Acknowledge that the stress is there. It's happening. We are in a, in a safe space. And then just act and move and we're in the energy. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Pablo. This has been good. Yeah, thank you for so having for me. No, thank you so much for your time. And for those who want to follow Pablo, we're going to uh, include the links to his social media. So please look at look for him on um, Instagram and Facebook. Just remember uh, to follow me on Instagram after you move and act and use it as a exactly. Salud, everybody. Salud. 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 Cheers. Cheers. Salud. And to the next one. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.